Welcome back for another episode of Learning Crypto with Amy on the Hacker Noon podcast. This episode is sponsored by Bybit, the cryptocurrency trading platform to take buying, selling, trading, and earning crypto to the next level. Visit bybit.com to learn more. And on to the episode. On with my little learning progress of cryptocurrency. I have a lot of questions still, even though we've done several episodes at this point. And one of my questions is how am I supposed to figure out how much a particular coin or a token might be worth? Uh, and so I thought we would just dive right into the deep of things and go right for the shit coins. Afternoon podcast. So I have Ben here today, who is the host of the Nevermind the Shitcoins podcast and part of the Freeton team. So welcome to the podcast, Ben. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Amy. Absolute pleasure. Yes, and of course, yeah. my name is Amy Tom, and this is the Hacker Noon podcast. So let's get into it. <laughs> what the f is a shitcoin? <laughs> Ah, oh, oh, what a great question to me with. Yes, so this is uh, one of my favorite things. So when uh, leading straight into a shill for my own podcast, when when I was thinking about the name for the podcast, initially, I thought, never mind the blockchains. It's it's a play on, you know, an old British quiz, which existed. Uh, I was a big fan of it, but it was a music based one. Uh, but then the term shitcoin, people kind of often think of it as a derogatory thing. Um, but essentially, in, all it means is anything that isn't Bitcoin. Uh, so if it's not Bitcoin, oh. it's a shitcoin, essentially. And that's that's the that's the running meme. Uh, lots of projects should wear it as a badge of honor, I think. Oh, really? That is like the definition of a shitcoin, just like not Bitcoin. Yeah, that, that's how I see it, essentially. Okay. Yeah, All some right. people might argue with me, but like I say, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's a badge that projects should wear with honor. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about then the evolution of the shitcoin. Uh, what was the first shitcoin then? Oh, well, uh, you'd, you'd be going past my uh, knowledge. Mm. I mean, personally, I got really into the world in the crazy summer of 2017. So you can... Yes. You can kind of uh, think of that as the birth of the, the era of what people might think of commonly as shitcoins. So when when the market really blew up, when coin market mm -hmm. cap went past having what you know a, a couple of hundred decent, well decent projects depending on your definition, uh, to literally going you know in the space of a few months to thousands. And I'm sure, as you said, you've mentioned, uh, you've touched on things with Ethereum uh, in previous episodes. I won't go too heavily into that. Uh, but obviously the ICO era of 2017, where essentially anyone could launch their own ERC-20 token, they could list on Ether Delta, oh, the, the home of shitcoins, where, where I cut my teeth, as they say. <laughs> and uh, yeah. For me, I think that's where where it really sort of started kicking off the altcoin okay. markets. They were around before, but again, with, with that with that summer, with with the big Bitcoin uh, first original hard fork, or might not have been the original one, but the one which you know kind of kicked off the controversy with Bitcoin Cash yeah. and Bitcoin Core, as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So, what was it about the shitcoin that really sparked your interest? Like, what particular one made you be like, "Okay, this is it"? 
Oh, well, you're going to make me embarrass myself here. So, again, everyone was new once. Okay, I'm going to frame this. Everyone was new once. You know, I'm I'm a long head hippie. I'm an idealist. Uh, there, there was a project. Uh, should, should I name names? Of course, shame shame these people. Uh, they were called Substratum, and you know, like I say, I discovered Ether Delta, which essentially was. Uh, it's a little bit like a very devolved version of Uniswap. Uh, there was sort of a m- micro-centralized processing getting listed, but there was no gatekeepers, essentially. You know, you could create your own token, you could list with any promises, just a website and promises. And because it was such a speculative market with idiots like me going, ooh, promises, you know, <laughs> and it, it worked. You know, there's a British saying about throwing shit at a dartboard. Some of it mm-hmm. sticks. So anyway, uh, Substratum, uh, they had a very flashy website and promises of being able to get this, bring down the Great Firewall of China. <laughs> okay. Oh, Okay, yeah, I, I, and you, you know, into the, this. Right, I bought okay, into great, great. it. I bought into it. So, yeah, like, uh, wow, as the did internet a lot of is people. finally gonna open up. It's 2017. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, these guys have made a copy and paste token. How can it fail? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was crazy plans. Uh, but I mean, if the further you dug into it, so I mean, it, it was crazy times because, like I say, I, I must have bought these coins at fractions of a penny, a penny, something like whatever they were. Yeah, we were trading in Ethereum, so maybe those pennies were worth thousands now, but this again is getting into the complexities of trading shitcoins and to frame mm-hmm. everything. I'm not a financial advisor or a very good trader. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So here yeah, comes these my coins first went... dumb question. Go for so it. back in the day in like the twenty seventeen times, was it just like a crazy wild time where like anybody could make a token but now it's not the same no of course it's the same nowadays but i think the processes and the general protection around people so generally it's a lot harder to get any form of attention or any form of speculation on uniswap than it would have been on ether delta per se mm-hmm. it's essentially the the amount of fish in the pond nowadays right you know the the bigger more decent fish are always going to be able to that's a terrible analogy i'm sure i'm sure i could come up with a better one later on but the bigger we'll, fish we'll go will with just it. eat the little fish and then that's how the circle of life works exactly okay, exactly <laughs> but yeah so again you have these genuine projects but that's not to say i mean things like pancake swap and uniswap it is very easy to list a token in fact they're all decentralized processes uh, on everscale which i should say is the new name for freeton uh, there's, you know, decentralized exchanges you can use as well. And I, I made a token very quickly for never mind the shitcoins. No idea what I'm going to do with it. Uh, but, you know, hopefully I'll find some sort of fun, quirky use for it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, going back to the 2017 thing, just as an example. So Substratum, you know, you do a little bit of homework once you realize, okay, maybe they're not uh, the, the, the geniuses this website proclaimed them to be. Uh, the guy was uh, wanted in more states than uh, Billy the Kid, I think, basically. was, was a violent criminal. Um, wanted for just some of the worst kind of things you can think. And yeah, th- this fraction of the penny token went to $3 a piece at its peak. So you're talking like three, 4,000% return on investment. You know? um, yeah. And it, it was a multi, multi, multi-million dollar 
pile of crap basically yeah. so yes well while shitcoin can be a badge of honor as in anything that's not bitcoin is a shitcoin i think when people are, are slanderously using the term this is the type of project they're going on yes. about yes this is what yeah. I think of when I think of a shit coin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got thousands more of these stories if, if you want one. I mean, uh, yeah. just off the top of my head. Uh, Titty coin, which is, sorry, I hope your podcast <laughs> is uh, not safe for work or some, but uh, timeshares in a topless island. Of course, timeshares and ICOs. What what could be better? Okay, <laughs> you know? I, I obviously I'm going to buy a token for that. Of course, of course. I mean, uh, God, so piety was one of my personal favorites. Uh, so basically stamping on any form of blasphemy you could ever imagine, uh, buy more of their token and get better digs in heaven. That, that was the sales <laughs> pitch. You know, okay. we're not going to say you can't get into heaven if you don't have a coin, but you know, you, you're only going to get like, you know, some sort of mid, you're not going to get a sea view. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, okay, that, that so kind of thing. When people are making these coins, basically what they're doing is offering some kind of value in exchange for you to buy into their coin, right? And that value could be apparently literally anything. Yeah, so to kind of uh, to try and pretend to be serious for a minute, uh, which <laughs> isn't my forte in case you can't tell, uh, you can kind of break things down a little bit, can't you? So. I like to think you have coins, which are Bitcoin, Ethereum, ever for Everscale. So coins are the the heart of a network itself. So a layer one solution. Then you have tokens, essentially. Mm. So anything which runs on top of another network, mm -hmm. yeah, you can loosely categorize as a token as opposed to a coin. So when you then break down tokens, which is kind of where we're getting into here, you have utility tokens, and you have securities essentially and again I, i'm gonna say this about 10 times i'm not a financial advisor i'm not a lawyer uh, i'm a very silly man um but yes you have security offerings and you have utility tokens you can kind of think of utility tokens as i don't know in-game points uh if tesco club card points are a good example uh but tesco club card points which you own which you can swap and send around Security offerings are, I mean, a lot more uh, wrote about, and there's lots of uh, legal toing and froing around them at the minute. But essentially, you know, you get into areas of the Howey test where anything which is promising you returns on investment, it isn't inherently something you use to do something, but it's an investment which is promising mm -hmm. speculative returns is a security. Right. Okay, and. Yeah, again, so the, these are your two basic shades of token, I, I would yeah. say. There, there may be mm -hmm. some sort of nuance. Okay, so with like utility tokens then and the offering that they provide, what is the wildest value prop that you oh. have come across? <laughs> oh, gosh, let, let me uh, just scratch my I mean, there's some absolutely insane ones. Uh, well, I mean, here's a very recent one. Um, oh, my tongue's stinking. Oh, would you like your tongue can, can you get me my tungsten cube? So uh, I don't know. Are you big on crypto Twitter at all? Nope. Are you a Twitter user? Oh, okay. Well, I love crypto Twitter. I, I don't really like social media as a big thing, but Hacker Noon and crypto Twitter are my spaces. Uh, there was a very long, weird meme culture <laughs> over there, which started and crypto investors became obsessed with tungsten cubes. So uh, okay. I, I 
Here we go. It's my little bit. Uh, I only have a very tiny one. This, this is a one centimeter tungsten cube. Uh, but there is a 14 incher out there, which uh, has been sort of tokenized. And I suppose the utility behind this, and we're kind of blurring into NFTs, but I won't complicate things, uh, is a, access to this 14 inch tungsten cube. So you can have non cons Sorry, I'll get this uh, cuss this right. I said it this really well on another show the other day. Non-custodial access to a 14-inch uh, tungsten cube. One 365th ownership. St strange world Why? we live in. And I'll, I'll play a little game with you here, Amy. How much would you pay for one 365th oh of a non-custodial access <laughs> token to a 14-inch tungsten cube? Again, don't get me wrong. My my little one centimeter one is it's satisfying. You know, I, I've got a lot of love for this. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, you've been severely outbid. <laughs> Quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Do yeah, I ever that, get to physically a... touch this cube? Yes, you get uh, one day a year, what? which you can be pre-allocated, where you get to be in a room supervised, of course, just in case you're a weirdo. <laughs> 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 you know, supervised with this 14-inch tungsten cube. Uh, wow. But yeah, I mean, uh, meme okay. culture aside, they are quite satisfying things to hold. It's very dense, so yeah. it's, it's a lot heavier than you'd expect. It's tiny little things. All right, okay, okay. But when I'm, I get, I'm getting like, into a the spare mundane quarter here. of a million dollars, maybe I'll... <laughs> Yeah, maybe or, or for 30 pounds you can give yourself a taste <laughs> you know the, the the more blue collar version interesting <laughs> yeah. okay that's wild yeah and i mean and... this isn't even going back this is a very recent thing this so yeah so uh, what like what really gives it the value then like how do you know that your return on investment is going to come when you go into shit coins this is where i think a lot of people are uh yeah, it's a complicated thing, and there's old sayings, isn't there? Never invest what you can't afford to lose. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, some of the the most boring, most sensible sounding, you know, promising projects have turned out to be the biggest piles of shit. Yeah, personally, one of the coins I have a bit of a bugbear for, and I might lose some fans, not that I have any actual fans at the minute, uh, but uh, Ripple, you know, it's in the top 10 project, it's, it's got respect, it is, it, as far as I'm aware, it's a private conglomerate copy-paste chain of another project with no real mm. value, no real utility, massive, massive promises of return on investment, this is, you know, this is where you, you have to do your own research. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, fortune favors the brave. You have to, you do have to be in it to win it, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, again, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, as I'm sure you've touched on, when you go back, you know, even two, three years, these were risky, risky investments, perhaps that risk to reward ratio with these uh, bigger, bigger cap coins, like I say, is maybe curving off maybe it's becoming more as institutions are waking up to the, the actual real use of bitcoin and such mm -hmm. uh, but like i say i mean personally like i say my, my heart and uh, my day job is with everscale uh in terms of what we're doing you know we are tech focused there's there's marketing there's community there's open access to information 
Uh, there's not, uh, you know, there's minimal censorship over, you know, opinions and outcry and this kind of thing. And for me, these are all kind of good, good indicators I look for. Mm. Uh, as, as a guy who kind of works in community and that side of things, right. one, one big red flag is, you know, very heavy levels of censorship or, you know, when you immediately walk into a Telegram group and people get banned for asking, you know, questions which aren't allowed to be asked, these kind of things. Yeah, yeah they're, perhaps they're not uh, the technical analysis answers other people might give you, but mm. yeah, I don't look at charts all day. I look at people and I watch behaviors. Right. And again, I'm, I'm a big believer in people. So mm-hmm. again, open... there are people behind the shit coins. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, well, whilst a lot of people are pseudo anonymous in the space and do very good things, personally, just, you know, coming from my opinion, I, I do generally tend to look for you know, teams who are involved in projects with open public profiles. Yeah, you know, that, that's always a good accountability. You know, if people mm, aren't proud mm-hmm. of what they're doing, that that kind of raises questions in itself, I think, maybe. If they don't have a hard criminal record. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I got a little bit burnt by that one. Yeah, <laughs> learn from your mistakes. That's the best thing. Learn from your and, mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that's a good thing. You've got to make mistakes to, to learn any any kind of thing. You know, you don't learn how to ride a bike until you fall off and cut your knee, really. Mm-hmm. That's another terrible okay, analogy, okay. but I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. All right. <laughs> and I feel like this is an age-old question when it comes to shitcoins, even though I don't know anything about this. But I know that people ask this question, is it possible to get rich from shitcoins? Yes, of course. I mean, all you have to, there's a thousand and million anecdotal evidence that is out there. And I'll, I'll be more, more candid with my answer here. Yes, definitely. Uh, I've spoke to several people with, the, I've been at a conference event. And like I say, I, I tend to work in community and people areas mostly. I, I get a lot of job offers and people asking for recruitment requests for entry-level positions, basically. And this is the only industry in the world where, you know, you can hire an intern. Three months later, there'll be a millionaire starting their own project. <laughs> you know, this, this is a very common problem in the industry. You know, people mm. start in the entry level and entry level is just... You know, it's not, it's gone. Uh, So like I say, in terms of just just very basic entry-level jobs, there is a massive, massive need, which make of that what you will. Like I say, I don't do advice, but- Wait, what kind of jobs do these people have? What do they do? Well, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, Like I say, when I kind of, after I realized maybe I wasn't the greatest trader in the world and substratum started crashing and burning and 2018 Uh, hangover kicked in for everyone. Bear market PTSD, we call this. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I I was fortunate enough to sort of start working in community management and yeah, I I mean, what what do I do at ever, ever scale? Essentially what I do is everything I want to do. It's an active community thing. Uh, I write, you know, I, I talk, you know, I have no real kind of coding or technical knowledge, but again, this, this is a new emerging industry. We, it needs people from all walks of life. Uh, before I got into this, I was, I was a grumpy head chef type person who hid away in mm. kitchens and shouted at waiting staff a lot. <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, and now I, I had no financial best background. dream life just talking. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who's going to say, yeah, I've never had 10 Bitcoin. I was a little bit late to the Bitcoin party to be saying I'm a millionaire or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I value my kind of worth in terms of time and loving what you do. And quite frankly, like I, I get up, I start working, I go to bed right as soon as I finish and it's not working. You know, it's yeah. an industry which is doing things and shitcoin, Bitcoin, everything in between coin. You know, there, there are cowboys and there are good people building incredible things which are changing the world. Right. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting all passionate there, aren't I? Oh my gosh. <laughs> getting all serious, getting all serious. Sorry, sorry. Yes, retuning, retuning. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's super interesting. Um, is Are shitcoins then a get rich quick scheme do you think no 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 okay. no 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 and just no yeah you you have to know what you're doing to they can be again uh, so anecdotally uh, i have a friend who's a very good uh programmer you know he's, he's a bit old school in what he does and i've been trying to persuade him to dabble in cryptocurrency uh for a couple of years now uh in january february time he finally said, ah, oh, Ben, you finally convinced me. And what he'd done, he'd bought Dogecoin, thinking he would piss me off as a joke. He was like, I'm going to find the silliest cryptocurrency I can find. And it was pretty much all he bought. He was like, yeah, right. And again, for, for all the jokes, Dogecoin is a meme, essentially. But it does what it says on the tin. You can send it back and forth. It's safe. It's secure. Blah, blah, blah. And obviously, then Elon Musk comes along with his... Uh, Elon Muskness and Dave is laughing heartily in my <laughs> face for, for many weeks. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. But, but it's 60% luck, 40% skill, you know, 20% staying up till three o'clock in the morning wondering what the oh. fuck life is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, let's talk about Dogecoin a bit. Um, oh, because go on. I'm not a massive expert on Doge, but it does make me laugh. It's, yeah, it's a good it community. It is like. Uh, arguably one of the most popular shit coins um and uh what is so what is their value prop like what are they actually offering anything uh, well, uh, so uh, i'm a little bit so again here's where my definition of bitcoin to shitcoin comes in and i'm gonna try and get a little bit technical here to the best of my abilities uh bitcoin is a utxo blockchain so what that means in layman's term is you can send it to one person they can send it back it will not do anything else with any degree of efficiency because it is designed to do one thing very well and very securely mm -hmm. so the world has bitcoin bitcoin pretty much has the biggest open source army of developers you could imagine mm -hmm. anything else which purely just does peer-to-peer -peer payments is almost superfluous in a way, in my opinion. And that's why that's, that's just an opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, I'm not up to date with the latest developments on Doge. Uh, I mean, Elon's a very clever man, so I'm sure he gets excited about some things. Perhaps he's just another Dave though, taking the piss out of uh -huh. you know, whoever his Ben is out there. <laughs> you know, um, those Saturday Night Live jokes were pretty much on par with what I yeah. did with my stand-up uh -huh. the other day. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I can't comment too heavenly. I know the community does a lot of good charitable work, uh, a lot of charities except dogecoin 
you know, the world needs alternative markets, I suppose. So, you know, these these things are a force for good, and as long as they stay that way, but yeah. in a long term strategic, what is, where is this space going? Yeah, I I can't see why personally, yeah. unless Bitcoin is suffering for some sort of network congestion, which again, there are people who work on this every day, day in, day out. Yeah, well, why yeah. would you be looking for a faster, cheaper Bitcoin if Bitcoin is fast and cheap? Yeah, well, yeah. because there's a dog. Where's the Bitcoin dog? Well, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Who am I? I'm being way it's too cute. serious tonight. <laughs> oh, I need another drink, I think. <laughs> yes, yeah, so okay, so someone cute. As someone who is like, uh, ha has one foot in and one foot out of the crypto space, yeah. uh, the Doge like movement sees, seems to be like a huge thing and not just like dogecoin but like baby yeah. doge and mommy doge and daddy doge yeah. like all of the different doges are also like piggybacking off of the success <laughs> of dogecoin then <laughs> that's what happens i mean think about it not as a cryptocurrency but as a successful brand of sportship you know, if Nike does a very successful brand of uh, or design of sports shoe, all of a sudden, you know, the, you sort of follow down the chain of imitators, don't you? Until, yeah, if I don't know what's a what's a crappy sports brand, high tech or something like I I all Kappa, all of my clothes are non-brand and terrible, so I, I don't know this world. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very similar. You know, successful things will always get imitators innovators will always be copies that that's the nature of open source i suppose and again yeah you're getting into big topic stuff here but uh ownership rights in an age of digitalization is a big you know how, how do you claim you are the one who owns the vision of the meme and you're getting into craig wright territory there aren't you mm -hmm. yeah he is sending people to court for uh everything left right and center <laughs> Yeah, I am like also especially interested in the SHIB because that is one of the more popular ones too, right? Like that has just taken off. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know a huge amount about SHIB. It's pretty much a, do a Dogecoin thing again. Uh, their, their marketing guys are very good. They're, they've raised a lot of awareness. Uh, just anecdotally, there was a question on my show about them the other day. Uh, there was a guy who bought, it was in August 2018, and he bought roughly 12.5% of the total supply of SHIB token uh, for, I think it was in the region of $7,000. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the other week valued at, I might be mixing my figures, but $5.9 billion. It, it, and he hadn't sold or moved a single Ooh! bit in that time. It wow. is literally, as far as I'm aware, and again, you know, fact check yeah, yeah, me, please, yeah. folks, it's uh -huh. for, your, for your own good. Uh, but the, the greatest single trade of all time ever. Whoa. As in $7,000 to yeah. $5.9 yeah. yeah. You're getting a lot Whoa. of fingers and toes out to count 12 that, are 12% of all of it, too. Wow. Ooh. Well, yeah. So it's huge amounts, huge amounts. That and again, the they've goal, got a then. lot of charitable work going on. So mm -hmm. yeah, if it's a force for good, but yeah, do your own research on these things, guys. I, I would always be wary of jumping onto bandwagons. You know, for me, my most successful, you know, trading experiences have been where I found a project early, 
essentially a team who have a good vision, a good plan. Maybe there's a, a unique aspect to it. Uh, and these are the, the kind of 50, 50 shots, if you will, you know, these things are either going to take off or they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, when I first got into it in 2017, yeah, I was playing around with very small amounts of money, throwing it scattergun approach and Hey, I, here I am five years later, still milking it. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry, Would you say that a shit coin has to have a certain level of silliness to it to be successful? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Like I say, Ethereum is a shit coin mm. through and through. Mind you, actually, Vitalik is a very silly man. So, <laughs> oof. <laughs> Perhaps you're right. I, I was going to go into Cardano. Charles Hoskins is a very silly man as well. <laughs> Isn't he a cowboy so DJ are, are as well? Are all crypto everything? people a little bit insane? <laughs> You're bleeding me into, like I say, I was away at the Malta conference this week, and yes, basically, mm -hmm. even if we're not insane, I think that there's a there must be a thousand and one beautiful quotes about madness, and it's all about the way you see the world. Mm -hmm. And I think there are, there are essentially two types of people who are involved in this space. Uh, you have dreamers, you know, long-haired hippies, who are like, "Well, this thing could make a, a beautiful difference. Uh, it could do something." And of course, you have speculators and entrepreneurs and, you know, one can't really thrive without the other. You know, it's a, a parasitic, symbiotic relationship, if you will. Those uh, parasitic but, entrepreneurs. Ugh. Well, may, maybe it's us hippies who are the parasites, really. You know, it's those entrepreneurs who are making the money so that we can uh, go giving it away to people who, or, you know, good causes or building things which then don't make any money, but mm -hmm. just do good things in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there, there's a lot of ways of looking at it. I, I, like I say, obviously, I come from the first camp, you know, I, I tried to do a couple of courses on technical analysis and probably fell asleep halfway through, you know, yeah. it's yeah, fun, fundamentals yeah. are for me. If you like what the project's doing, think about it like you're investing in. Again, decentralization is maybe a, overused as a buzzword. It, it's a new way of doing something that's already you know companies exist they're just very few and that it's enclosed a decision circle controlled and ran by very few but again you look at boards of directors and ceos and public listed companies decentralization and DeFi by extension it, it expands all these opportunities out to whether you've got fifty dollars five hundred five thousand you know code in a world where code is law Mm -hmm. yeah it, it's it's opportunity so mm. i'm ranting again yeah no <laughs> le okay so let's talk about about shit coins for good then like what are some of the projects that have really brought around like real societal change right well here we go uh, i think my uh if, um, my employers at Tunlabs would kill me if i didn't go into this one uh, everscale so when i first started coming on board with these guys we were running a contest which is kind of how all our tokens are distributed. You know, there's no ICO or sale or anything like that. You know, everyone has to come and earn the tokens or buy them on the secondary market, of course. Uh, but yeah, there was a contest uh, to rebuttal a paper by MIT, uh, which basically says blockchain voting from bad to worse. And like I say, the, the whole subject of this paper from Massachusetts Institutional Technology 
so MIT, I'm sure you know which one I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. To my English, I think it makes no sense. Uh, but yes, <laughs> uh, the, their paper slated any sort of principle that blockchain would be a force for good in the world of voting and elections. And obviously, yeah, I mean, 2020 with the mess in the US and yeah, I'm not going to talk politics because, like I say, I'm a very silly man. Uh, but yeah, and we ran this contest and there were some excellent entries. But out of all these excellent entries, there was one in particular, uh, which... Like I say, I'd just come aboard and was sort of fortunate enough to get involved in the jury panel decision for this. And yeah, I've read it two, three times through and I'm like, wow, this is a viable real world solution. And so this was then applied and brought through to, um, like I say, so at Everscale, we are very close and we work closely with the Government Blockchain Association. So again, whilst anarchy and decentralization, decentralize everything, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. vision. You know, we're not going to bring down capitalism overnight. You know, we kind yeah. of need to all work in tandem and find a happy middle ground, I think. Uh -huh. uh, but yes, so Guatemala is a country of three million people, roughly, I think, if I've got my numbers correct. Uh, Everscale will be used to audit the entire national election in 2023 Whoa. and ensure blockchain. So... Again, people will not be directly, the, the vote will be done in standard procedures, but it will also be done doubled, backed up, uh, audited exclusively and directly on blockchain. So open you know, block, blockchain, you can see it all on the Explorer in real time. Uh, but yes, the, this paper which came forward basically brought about a way to ensure that in matters of voting, anonymity is important. You know, if I want to vote for the asshole in the election, well, that makes me an asshole, but... You know, that's my choice and that's what democracy is about. Uh, so, you know, it, there's uh, quite a lot of nuance to this. But like I say, 2023 <laughs> will be a live real thing. And wow. like I say, do your own research on this because like I say, I'm involved in a lot of things on Everscale and the technical details are a little bit above my direct field of understanding. Uh, but yes, like I say, it, it's, it's blockchain being used for a real, genuine, verifiable force for good in the world. Is there a coin involved? Uh, yeah, Everscale is, like I say, so like Ethereum, like Bitcoin, uh, we're a decentralized network entity uh -huh. thing in the world. Uh, you can buy them on the secondary market, lots of good centralized exchanges. We have a bunch of DEXs, uh, obviously, like I've just said. Uh, the main thing is we have a meritocracy system. So generally there are contests running where people with skills, <laughs> whether you call what I do a skill, you know, but definably, you know, they, they think I'm bringing something to the table. So, uh, yeah, that, that's how it all kind of works. Uh, directly, okay. I work for a company who work on the chain and there are lots of companies who work on the chain, but Everscale okay. is Ethereum. Uh, okay. We're what you might call in the shitcoin world a micro cap right now. Uh, but again, just to be a dirty shell, we're, we're, yeah. hopefully microcap won't apply for too much longer. <laughs> but mm. that's not financial advice again, guys. That's, that's my passion. Yeah, okay, I okay. what I do in my day job. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, let me wrap my head around this again because yeah, uh, go on. Bitcoin newbie over here. Don't, I mean, blockchain yeah, newbie, everything. Um, like, <laughs> so as you, if, if I were to invest in the ever... Sorry, what is it? What's your uh, Ever name? Everscale is Ever the name scale. of the blockchain. So okay. again, just it's quite literally because it's a very Everscale. scalable. Yes. yes. Okay. So if I were to invest in the Everscale token, 
then I am basically buying into the things that you're doing on the blockchain. And that's like the value that is yes, provided. Yes, so again, I mean, there are lots of uh, other subtle details you can throw in there. So there's very good staking features. So again, everyone out there, we don't want coins which just sit idly and don't earn interest. That's, you know, that's the evolution of the space. Uh, so there's staking, DeFi, uh, there's NFT platforms. Like I say, going back to my kind of loose definition of things, Ever, which is our coin, is a coin because it is the the heart, the fuel of the network. Mm -hmm. uh, my token, never mind the shitcoins token, which you know I have all of them. They're just it's just a stupid thing I did on a one afternoon with a few clicks of a button. Uh, but that is just a token which runs on the Ever blockchain, Everscale mm -hmm. blockchain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I say, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of various different people building and trying to make use of this new technology. Uh, which, right. like I say, I won't go into the shill side of things, but like I say, do your own research if you're looking for a micro cap. Ah, I see. So, like in the same yeah. way that uh, you would have been promised that the China firewall is going to be taken down, and that's the value <laughs> prop, the value prop of evershare is that you have just like things that you're doing on the blockchain for good yeah so well one of the things i would definably kind of say is everscale is again it's not a utility token it's not a security mm. offering it's a coin mm. uh, so like i say no one owns the network it is something which Ooh, is okay, maintained right. and ran by the developers mm -hmm. yeah there we go i'm giving you glossary glossary mm -hmm, terms mm -hmm, here okay um but yeah, so again, there's no promise of return on investment. Uh, there are just people working and building things you can do with this, much like Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum mm. goes, as, and we all, we've all we all seen where Ethereum's gone. When I first got involved, it was about $50 a piece, I think. Um, so, gosh, I mean, we yeah. haven't all seen where Ethereum has gone. <laughs> okay, sorry, I, I apologize. But yeah, if, if you go back to just four years ago, um, mm -hmm. Ethereum was what two to two dollars a piece at the beginning of 2017 my math may be a little bit off there uh when i kind of started paying more attention to these things ethereum was i mean 70 80 dollars each at a at a most and what we on about four and a half thousand dollars each mm -hmm. ethereum today uh mm. but again with this kind of older technology which requires yeah, a lot more kind of maintenance in that way. You know, Everscale is a much younger beast designed on lessons learned from the past. So, hmm. yeah, there are right. a lot of, yeah, a lot of, lot of different uh, nuances to these things out there, I think. Yes. But again, are. the best advice I'd give any shitcoin hunter is always do your own research and, you know, know, know what type of kind of project or thing you're aiming for, if you're going mm -hmm. for fundamentals at least. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Final answer, what is your favorite shitcoin? Oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna add a little bracket to that. I'm gonna assume <laughs> you said I'm not allowed to say ever yes. because yes. yeah, that's my day job. That would be a mm -hmm, cheesing mm -hmm, answer, mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Oh, you are testing me there. Oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, favorite favorite's a hard word because I suppose, it's a, it's you can put it into a lot of different ones. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very very silly one, but I have a lot of uh, 
a love hate beautiful ugh, admiration for pancake swap uh okay. if it's a token that rings which a bell run... to me yeah i mean this is a token which runs on binance smart chain which arguably isn't an actual blockchain it's not very decentralized but again i won't go into those details uh, but yes, uh, this pancake token, it was uh, one of the first uh, seemingly sustainable major DeFi platforms, which was quite easy to use and accessible for, you know, people like me who tend to steer away from anything too technically imposing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you go onto the website, everything is pictures of rabbits with pancakes on their head. And... <laughs> In this world, this is a serious financial project, and I don't know the, the recent figures, but I think you're in the region of about $15 billion of locked liquidity on that website <laughs> with very happy bunny rabbits like me who put a few quid in when it was new, again, very new, and I thought, I'm, I'm just playing around, I'll find out how it works. So it's silly, I'm having fun, if I lose it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep, which is how I approach all these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pancake has been very good to me, even though I've been going, mm, mm, like, what even? <laughs> it's exciting because it's so silly that you're like, no, how, how, no, how no. could it mm. possibly? <laughs> yeah, but it's a pancake on a rabbit's head, but yeah, uh, yeah it's working. I mean, the, it's paying out and oh, wow, God, yeah, that number went up quick. And again, yeah, you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be lucky. All right. I said 60% luck, 40% skill maybe 80 20 on that even yeah. you know there is a okay. lot of luck involved interesting yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun and you've got to approach it with a sense of humor i think which that leads me so very nicely fun. into a which yeah. leads me very nicely into a quick shill for my own show uh amy when are you gonna come on my show i are would like to come on your show whenever Ah, uh, well you can either come on this coming thursday or the thursday after on this series Ooh, all right uh, I will send you a calendar uh, okay, link and okay, I won't okay. make you answer here and now. Uh, but yes, yeah, so basically my show, like I say, leading into that, you've got to have fun. Uh, if you like a British sense of humour, what, what I've done, it's a podcast and a live YouTube show. It's a British panel pub quiz kind of thing. Uh, so we just play some silly games, basically, but it's all based around the world of cryptocurrency. It's, it's quite nice and entry level. Uh, so we play okay, games like... <laughs> Uh, so I, I did my first live performance version of it at uh, the conference in Malta this week. Uh, we played a game called Eight Out of Ten Crypto Kitties, which was all about cool facts and statistics from the world. Uh, so I did have a question to ask you, oh uh, just God. as an example. There we go. I'm going to put you on the spot, Amy. Okay. And don't get me wrong. What I do very well is find the very obscure, wacky things. So even people mm -hmm. who think they know everything about this world... Come on, and they're like, well, that wasn't fair. I, mean, I don't you know, know it's, it's pure beginners. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, a couple of shows ago, someone finished the show with 28 million points, I think. It's, it's wow, ridiculous. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, the points don't matter. We just have fun, and I get drunk for a living. So, But, um, yeah, what percentage of Australians believe Elon Musk invented Bitcoin? Wow. <laughs> yeah. but what percentage do you think? How high or low? Wow, uh, yeah. I'm going to say 67. Oh, have you been doing homework? 56, so yes, but okay. incredibly, yeah. 
Yeah, and I hate to break it if you have a big Australian audience out in Hackanoon. He didn't. I don't think yeah, anyway. Yeah. I'm 99% sure it wasn't him. Yeah, he's quite a boastful guy. He would have, yeah. he would have admitted it by now. 56%. Okay, yeah. that's great. But yeah, we also get a lot ruder. So we play uh, some quite rude adult games where we uh, a bit of wordplay with uh, some dirty kind of uh, sex puns uh, mixed with crypto terms. So you learn a crypto term and you learn something that you can't get out of your head at night because it's kind of weird british sex so, puns i feel like that a lot of that would go over my head <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah i know you're good friends with it savas of course uh he's been on the show a couple of times and uh god bless him yeah he, he, he I, I think it was him who's quoted as saying well i learned something today i really wish i didn't <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah if that yeah. doesn't make you want to listen to my show nothing will and i don't Excellent. want you to anyway <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh -huh. Yes. And I was going to say that I think like this is so exciting because it really does like shake up this like traditionalness and the um, stiffness of finance and like what we know about finance. And now we're just like investing in pancake bunnies and it's just going to be the best time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's touching into a different area, which isn't my kind of, you know, subject matter expertise. But DeFi, uh, someone asked me at the conference or a couple of people did, why DeFi? Well, DeFi is exactly kind of, it's very parallel to the banking system, except banks kind of have the, the power of the government and the law behind them and can treat you like shit. <laughs> you know, they don't have to offer you anything. DeFi yeah. products also need your liquidity like a bank do. You know, if everyone took their money out of the bank tomorrow, the bank would be like, oh, please come back. Mm -hmm. That's how a DeFi project works, except, you know, they know us as users, we have choice. And so they have to treat you well by default. And mm -hmm. that that's where people are often like, how can these, you know, magical internet money sites offer me 200% APY? Well, they're new, you know, that <laughs> they need to attract customers and they need mm -hmm. to treat them well. That yeah, was, you know, it's almost like there are rules in banking that make it so that it's possible to treat people like not human beings. Yeah, and and DeFi takes all that away. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. it's a brave new world, to quote Aldous Huxley, which I always like Excellent. to end with a quote. I love it. I'm getting ah. into it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Crypto. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Oh, All well, right. I think I hope you've learned something today, Amy. I have learned a lot today. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Oh, if we want no to worries. find you and what you're working on online, where can we look? Uh, Nevermindtheshitcoins.com and everscale.net. Or, uh, you know, just find me. I'm out there on the internet in lots of places. I'm very friendly. I don't bite usually. So uh -huh. just, just say hello. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you very yeah. much. Brilliant. If you like Any... this episode of the Hacker Noon podcast, you can get us at Hacker Noon on all of the social channels and like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. DM us, comment. I'm here for you and I'm behind the screen. And if you like this episode, please share it like it subscribe to the podcast and maybe shoot me over a little review that would be excellent and as always stay weird and i'll see you on the internet i'm so stealing your outro i'm terrible at asking people to review and subscribe I, i'm too british <laughs> i can't ask them to do it that, that was perfect i'm so jealous <laughs>